it is your host, Idorbell Taylor, coming at you with the first episode of Rumors and Tumors. Rumors and Tumors is all about the brain tumor survivor experience. In this episode, we will talk to several survivors, including myself, about experiences such as employment and several organizations that have helped me as a survivor. Haven't you heard the rumors? It's a tumor. First off, we will be talking to Stacia Wagner and Beth Jones, President and Vice President of the Children's Brain Tumor Foundation, an organization very near and dear to my heart. What is CBTF? So CBTF is the only organization in the country that provides support to find a cure, but most importantly, We provide programs for the entire family from the time of diagnosis throughout the brain tumor journey, because we know that a brain tumor diagnosis impacts everyone in the family forever. Stacia, why did you want to work at CBTF? It was my love of the brain tumor community that drew me to CBTF. And um, I had been working with childhood cancer survivors, doing conferences across the country to talk about life after childhood cancer. And what I found is the brain tumor families were always there, but there was never anything really for them, Dora. So there was just a lack of resources, a lack of understanding life after a brain tumor. So when CBTF decided to build a survivorship program, I left where I was and went to CBTF. Beth, why did you want to work at CBTF? So I first became involved with CBTF, Children's Brain Tumor Foundation, when I was working for Can't Make a Dream, which is a camp in Montana that offers programs for people affected by cancer. In 2007, we started to think a little bit about how we could do more for the brain tumor community specifically, and we connected with Stacia at the Children's Brain Tumor Foundation. Um, Through that uh, meeting, we started to do some camps for brain tumor young adults, survivors of brain tumors, and teens. And um, so I had a lovely working relationship with CBTF for many, many years and um, had the opportunity to continue that relationship just about two years ago. Um, It had always been the brain tumor camps had always been very special to me in working with those young adults and teens. And it had pretty much been a lifelong dream for me to be able to do that work year round. So when that opportunity came up, um, I absolutely took it and I'm thrilled to be able to spend my entire year working with young adult survivors, teen survivors, families managing the brain tumor journey together. So, um, yeah, so. CBTF offers an array of programs for survivors and helps facilitate conversations around college and careers. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So what we found is that survivors really needed practice saying that I'm a survivor and here's what may look different about me or here's what I learned differently 
But here's what I'm really good at. And here's why I've, I've accomplished what I've accomplished. So the career group, we talk about how do you do strength-based interviewing? How do you talk about those positives and still mention the challenges in a way that is not intimidating to the employer? And also to let people know that they're not the only ones that are struggling to find jobs. And once they've found jobs, getting their fellow employees to understand them isn't always easy. So that's one of the chats. And for the college chat, really those started because we knew the graduation rate for survivors was about the same as everyone else, but they weren't having the college experience, Dora. So they weren't finding the friends. They weren't building those peer relationships. They weren't always using the disability office. So they may be struggling to get a C when if they had accommodations, they wouldn't struggle to get Cs. They would probably be getting much higher grades. So we want to make sure people reach their maximum potential. So that's the college chats. And then we have a young professionals group. And they help survivors with things like building their resume, job interviews, networking, just kind of seeing who knows who or who has some expertise in an area so that they have other people their age that are also helping them. What is Camp Maker Dream, specifically Huck and Teen Huck? Sure. So Dora, um, as I said, in 2007, we recognized at camp where we did programs for young adults and teens, um, adults, um, people who had been affected by cancer. Um, we, we recognized that while the survivors of brain tumors were being included in the group, um, they, were, they were somehow different. Um, and, and we thought, how can we kind of bring this community together that is really unique and has some specific challenges that we could help them with um, along the way. So we connected with CBTF, Can't Make a Dream Did, and um, developed a one-of-a-kind program for young adult survivors of brain tumors. Um, so that happened in 2008. We're going into year 16. And not only is the Young Adult Heads Up Conference a space for survivors to um, have fun, um, get away, be independent, do all the fun things that camp does, whether it's zip lining or horseback riding and um, just staying up too late and going into the hot tub. It's also a space for them to meet other survivors, to develop some of those social skills, to, um, for some people, it is the first time they meet another young adult survivors. It's a way for them to build a community and make those friendships that they may not have access to. Um, the Teen Heads Up Conference started because we started to see some of those young adults with long-term impacts, and we thought a lot of them were social, and we thought, huh, if we could bring these teens together early, maybe that could somehow, um, you know, uh, put off some of those problems that we're seeing later. So in 2010, we started that teen conference and um, have brought together, I mean, thousands of people over the years to not only meet other survivors, to build that community, um, to gain some of those social skills, to learn how to self-advocate and a whole bunch of other things too, but most, and also to have a whole lot of fun with each other. When I was 15, I went to Teen Hook. I learned a lot. Do you think it's hard for survivors to keep and find employment? Absolutely. We know that the unemployment rate for brain tumor survivors is five times higher than other childhood cancers. And I think, Dora, that's for a multitude of reasons. 
whether it's a disability that you can or can't see, especially those disabilities that people can't see, employers struggle to understand when there are some cognitive changes. So if it's your memory or you just process a little slower, or maybe sometimes you can't control what you say, it's very difficult for employers to understand that and very important for survivors to be comfortable to talk mostly about their strengths, but how they get around their challenges. That is the end of that interview. I want to talk about my personal experience with CBTF and Can't Make a Dream. So basically, uh, before I had my brain tumor and my stroke, I used to sing. And I did um, Broadway camp every year. So after my stroke, I forgot how to walk, talk, and move. So I had to relearn everything. And once I relearned how to talk, I relearned with the speech impediment. So performing was out of the question and singing and all that. So my mom was looking for a new camp for me to go to. And she searched online for camps with brain tumor survivors and she found Camp Make a Dream. And I learned so much there about myself being a survivor. And I've made friends for life. I still love singing. And it was actually at Camp Make a Dream where I was able to perform in front of people for the first time. Because I was very embarrassed. And I felt like it's not something I could do anymore. But I started performing at the talent show every year at Camp Make a Dream. And, yeah. At camp, I learned how to be unapologetically myself. CBTF also holds a lot of events, such as day cruises, um, ski trips. They also have a, a holiday party every holiday December-ish um, at Dave & Buster's in Times Square. But for those events, those are mainly the people in the East Coast area. So Camp Make a Dream is everyone all around the country who's been affected by a brain tumor. I have friends all around the U.S. Like one of my friends is from Washington State which is literally across the country. <laughs> I could literally go on and on about how great CBTF is, but it's not just me who thinks that. CBTF stands for Children's Brain Tumor Foundation. It is important to me because I myself and my brain tumor survivor. And it's great because it runs programs for other cancers, cancer and brain tumor survivors. It also runs a camp every summer in Montana called Camp Make a Dream. And Without Children's Brain Tumor Foundation, 
I wouldn't have found out about can't make a dream. And can't make a dream is where I found most of my friends. And they also run a wonderful program called Young Adult Chats that we meet every Friday. And also there is where I found most of my good best friends. So without the VTF, I wouldn't know where to begin. That was my friend Haley talking about why she loves CBTF. The Children's Brain Tumor Foundation has given me a family of survivors and a support system like no others. That was my friend Katie talking about CBTF. Now we will talk about employment between survivors. We will be talking to my personal friend, Kimmy, who I met through CBTF. When did you have a brain tumor? I had a brain tumor when I was 12 years old. What's your story now? So, it's kind of a long one, but in a nutshell, I had a previous um, illness or something else going on which is what led us to find out that it was a brain tumor do you think it is hard to keep a job as a survivor um i don't think so i mean maybe it could be for someone who's like depending on the job and if it's complex or not but for me i was working with children so it was fairly easy what was your previous employment? Um, I worked at a daycare as a teacher assistant. How was the interview process for that? It was great. I mean, uh, for the my most latest one that I worked at, I got hired right on the spot because um, they were looking for someone urgently. And then the other one, I didn't have an interview because I had interned there the year prior. And so I applied for a job and got hired. How is being a survivor otherwise? I mean, I feel great. I mean, uh, high school was crap. Like, it was awful. Um, I feel like in high school, I was very depressed um, because I didn't have any friends and I couldn't play sports because I lost all of my physical abilities to do so um like I said my friends had left me so I was alone so um after high school is when I found you and all of our friends and I'm just happier now than I have ever been so now we will talk to another survivor Alex who is someone I did not know Prior to this interview, I reached out on a Facebook group for brain tumor survivors about wanting to interview people, and he was willing to meet with me. When did you have your brain tumor? Uh, My first diagnosis was in 2019. 
back in uh it was uh March 2019 and um <clears throat> had a surgery to remove it so I had a full resection so I was clear for about four years then I had a recurrence back in uh February this year do you find it hard to keep a job as a survivor? Well, I just, um, just wrapped up my six weeks of radiation. So I haven't tried to go back to work just yet, but I already know I'm, I'm not going to be able to go back. Just, I'm, I was, I'm an auto mechanic and because of the side effects and everything, I don't have full control of my right half of my body, so I, I can't do it anymore. Now we will talk to Cameron, a friend I have met through CBTF Can't Make a Dream. Okay, so Dora, I first was diagnosed um, with a brain tumor when I was 14 in 2014, and um, I was diagnosed with pediatric craniopharyngioma, um, which is a non-malignant um, or non-cancerous tumor um, that uh, particularly affects hormones in the pituitary gland. Was the tumor removed? The tumor was removed, but there's also a small piece left over, kind of. It's like a cystic tumor that's on my left ventricle nerve, um, kind of connecting my eyesight to my brain. My eyesight. Okay, so technically I've been diagnosed with low vision, which means that um, even though both of my eyes were affected, um, one of my eyes sees slightly better than my other eye, particularly my left eye sees a little bit better, um, and my right eye is just a little bit fuzzier. Um, if I were to describe to you kind of like what I see daily, it's almost like um, if somebody with 20-20 vision uh, had like a almost like a static or pixelated um, filter over their eyesight, kind of like if you see static um, on a TV. And it's kind of what it looks like to me, even though I can see color and I can see shapes, I can't see details. Um, like right now, um, I'm looking at, a window and I can kind of see it's a blue sky I can kind of see some trees but I can't see um I'd say like the leaves or branches of the tree I just kind of see like a blurry mess of green and like just blue on top of that mm -hmm. if that makes sense kind of like watercolors do you currently work I do not, um, but I am trying to look for a job that meets um, my accommodations and my needs. Um, right now, I'm looking for a remote, uh, preferably customer service job, like for 
Amazon, for example, or another big brand company. Um, I heard that Amazon offers accommodations for people with disabilities, and I'm kind of interested in that. Do you feel like it's hard to find work as a survivor? I would say yes, but also I do know that some brain tumor survivors are more affected with side effects and disabilities afterward, more so than I am. Um, so I would say yes, generally, because there's a lot of stuff that comes with being a survivor of something that radically changes your life, especially when you're a young brain tumor survivor, like you're a child, that can really affect your life overall. Um, especially with, like I said, the attached disabilities. It's not like as soon as you're out of treatment, poof, I'm all better, you know, I'm back to normal, um, able-bodied as I was before. There's all these different challenges and hoops you have to jump through just to do things able-bodied or normal people take for granted every day. Now we will talk to another good friend that I've met through camp, Bernard. When did you have a brain tumor? Uh, I had a brain tumor way back around uh, 2004. Do you have a job? Uh, yes, I have a job now. Um, do you feel like it's hard to keep a job as a survivor? Uh, I don't necessarily think it's hard to keep a job, but to find a job. Yeah. So, do you feel like it's hard to, uh, um, to find the job as a survivor? I said that. <laughs> like, you just said that. Uh, yes, there's uh, a lot of limitations. You know, it's one thing to have a more, you know, something that's not visual. But especially with somebody who has a visual disability from leftover from treatment, it's a lot harder for them, especially with uh, mobility issues. And then uh, for us too, it's harder uh, along with the disability, but not having the work experience because of this, the disability, that does hurt a little bit. I just want to preface this by saying I'm really bad at numbers. I mean, I'm a communications major. Why do I need to know numbers? I get confused saying numbers over a thousand, so bear with me as I read some brain tumor statistics. 700,000 Americans are living with a primary brain tumor. 94,390 will receive a primary brain tumor diagnosis in 2023. 35.7 is the survival rate for malignant tumors in the U.S. And 18,990 Americans will die from a malignant brain tumor in 2023. Overall, males have a higher mortality rate from malignant brain tumors, which is a cancerous brain tumor, than females. And that's...
wild. 5.7% of all brain tumors are affected from the ages affected are 0 to 19 years old. 14.3% are affected from the ages of 15 to 39. 81.7% of brain tumors are affected in the age of 40 and above, which is crazy to me because I mainly think that a tumor is a younger person thing because I've only met young adult survivors. <laughs> I hope y'all bared with me with all those numbers, and I'm sorry if I butchered some numbers on how to say them or anything. My experience finding work as a survivor has been tough. I have actively been looking since January 2020, with short breaks in between, because it was just a rejection after rejection after rejection, or just plain up ghosting. And all that was really bad for my mental health, so I decided to take a little break. But actually, a few weeks ago, I got offered a job at a summer camp, and I will be working this summer, but that is just a summer job. So, I guess, talk back to me in September. I honestly hope that with this summer job, having that on my resume will make it easier for me to get a job in September. I had also been offered another summer camp position, and I was going to interview for another summer camp too, but I thought the position that I currently accepted fit the best, would sound the best on my resume moving forward. So I was like, I'm going to start off with this job. I don't know if that's like something normal people worry about with getting a job, like of how their resume would look going forward. But I know that's a big factor for me. This has been Rumors and Tumors. Adorable Taylor signing off. XOXO, gossip girl. <laughs> Just kidding. Bye. Haven't you heard the rumors? It's a tumor. It's a tumor.